Welcome to another episode of the Proud Rev podcast, where we are looking at issues in the news from the perspective of the progressive utilization theory, which is known as Proud. And for several of our episodes, we have been focusing on public ownership of, of resources and, and activities which are important to the society as a whole. So today I'm going to turn my attention to something which is really not of the, the same importance as, as some of the other issues that we've talked about when we talk about energy um, production or things like that, you know, some of these key industries, but it's really an important part of human life and would really benefit from a, a more uh, progressive approach uh, towards organization. And I'm talking about sports. I'm talking about the possibility and the necessity of community ownership of professional sports franchises, whether it be in any sport, whether it be baseball, football, hockey, or any other professional sport. Currently, most of these, especially the bigger ones, are owned, um, operated as private businesses and usually owned by um, billionaires, you know, billionaires who have a flair for sports or an interest in that, or sometimes corporations. And they operate in such a way that sometimes uh, irritates the public at large because they, they threaten to move their franchises. They, they get special deals from their, the cities uh, to get the cities to finance the stadiums and things like this. And even sometimes they, they operate it and they don't even care about winning. And, and certainly the fans have a, uh, don't like this kind of behavior. And currently, to uh, illustrate this whole um, issue, um, in, in baseball, which used to be America's national pastime, uh, it, was, it was the most popular sport, which is, but now it's losing its importance. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit. It's a little bit related to this um, issue of ownership. Uh, currently, baseball has a, what's called a lockout, where the, the owners of the teams have locked out the players and they can't practice and, and get ready for the season because there's a dispute over the, the salaries. Now, this labor dispute is, is a little bit different from, from other labor disputes because we have the billionaires fighting against the billionaires, the owners, and they're fighting against the, the players who are, many of them are millionaires because the, the, the salaries of, of established baseball players uh, can run up to even $30 million a year. So, this is, so it's, sometimes it's pitted as a fight of billionaires versus millionaires, and so nobody has sympathy for any of them. But of course, on this, the side of the players, that not all the, the players are, are, billionaire, are millionaires because on the lower levels of professional baseball, what's called the minor leagues, the system that feeds the, the major teams, uh, the people there who are engaged in that sometimes have to even go on food stamps or government assistance. So there's, a, there's quite a disparity. So in any case, there's a, there's a lockout now um, going on, and, and the sport may not start on time, and which will damage it. It's already losing its momentum in the U.S. Young people don't... Um, don't really like it as much as some of the other sports which have more action and, and which uh, seem to be uh, more appealing to a younger generation. And the sport has also deteriorated because of certain kind of um, 
approach, which is which is takes away from the action of the game. Well, I don't want to go into the details of that, but people who follow baseball know that right now you only get three outcomes. Either someone will walk, someone will um, hit a home run, or someone will strike out, and there's very little action. And so anyway, I don't. this is not really the scope now. For We don't have the scope to go into why baseball is, is being played like that. But one thing that is, is true is that, that that many baseball is being played in such a way that owners do not even care to put a good product on the field, which is also um, eroding the attraction of the sport. So some of the teams have found out that they can um, just not pay their players very much and put out an inferior product on the field, and then these owners are still making profit. So what should be done, really, about this? Right now, certainly the... The baseball dispute will probably be solved, but probably at a damage to the sport and certainly damage to the fans who really like it, the older fans that, that still um, like that game. So what is the solution? The solution, um, it already exists. It's in community ownership of professional sports franchises. And we have an example in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where in, in the 20s and 1920s, that football franchise. It's located in a very small locality, actually. Um, they were going bankrupt. Instead of selling it to another investor or another, you know, rich person, billionaire or whatever it was at, that, at those times, it was not billionaires. Um, they decided that the community would take over that franchise and it's run as a, a non-profit public corporation. And fans are allowed to um, buy shares, but they don't get dividends or things like this. And they've operated very successfully with a very successful product, a very successful and exciting team over the, over the last um, 100 years. It's almost 100 years now. So if the, if the Green Bay Packers, that's the name of the football team, they can do it. Why not, um, we can have, why not take the, the sports franchises out of the hands of the billionaires. And also there's another thing about these billionaires. Some of them are not very um, nice people. Like I know that there's a, a, a franchise in Newcastle in the, in the British um, Premier League. And, you know, some of the fans are not happy that Saudi, um, Saudi billionaires have bought it. You know, so who are these people? And they're not, you know, in a country which neglects or, or, or oppresses human rights. So you get some really seedy owners and some people in the past have been franchise operators who have had legal troubles or who have been almost criminals. So this is not the way to run an enterprise which is um, important for the public. So community ownership is really, I think, the way of the future that we have to go. We want to go and we want a society not a greedy society where making billionaires and where billionaires can decide um, on their whim about, about things which affect so many other people. Why? Why should they have that um, possibility? So Green Bay is an, an example to um, have the, the franchises run either by a community corporation or it could be municipal. It could be, they could be municipal. Each each of these franchises in the U.S. at least, they, they operate, they say, we're the Cleveland Guardians, now it's a new name, and we're the, the Washington this and the, and the San Francisco Giants or, the, or 
so many other things. Los Angeles Dodgers, they have the proud moniker of the city in front of their team name. So let the city um, take responsibility for that. If, if it cannot be a, a private, you know, a public corporation of the fans, there could be some other kind of public ownership because sports is, is a vital part of, of our society and it should not be the plaything of, um, of capricious billionaires you know, to have their fun, to have, to have their fun in life or, or to make ex um, profits which are, don't um, help society. The profits of the, of the sports billionaires don't necessarily give us a good product and they don't give us a fair um, prices for the, the fans who want to enjoy the sport and they don't give anything. And even now, as we see with the labor dispute, they don't, own, they don't always um, benefit the, the athletes themselves. So that's just my little thing on, on sports. Now there's a lot bigger fish to fry, as they say, you know, bigger issues in the news, you know, with the wars going on in, in Ukraine and so many other pressing issues that society is facing. But, but this, here's a little issue which we can resolve by using some good examples of this. And it's interesting to note that um, one of the, um, the fighters for American com consumer rights, Ralph Nader, has, has, um, has, has weighed in on this. And he even, he even started an web organization called the League of Fans. And there's a website, that uh, leagueoffans.org, where they talk about these kind of issues. So this is a, a fair ground, and it's an example of the, the Prout approach where public resources, public facilities, public things which benefit the public should come under public ownership and should not be operated for profit. So this is my little short um, thing on, on sports and community ownership. And I'm not an expert on, on, on the... Um, you know, the baseball lockout and, and its um, ramifications. You know, there's so many issues that are going on there. And I'm, I'm not a great expert on all the sports, but I know that, that the people will be much happier, the people who, who enjoy the sports, and even the people who, who perform and who play and make that a profession. I think they will be happier and, and better off when these kind of enterprises come under community management and ownership. So that's all. And come back again, and we will be back for more. And if you have any suggestions, send us an email, and um, we will be happy to, to maybe address an issue which you want to see addressed. So thank you for listening, and see you again next time.